0: Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast which doesn't yet have a name, so after listening to it you should definitely suggest one. The premise is that I'm going to talk to and listen to interesting people and hear their stories about what they've overcome in their life to become who they are today and briefly discuss where they want to go and maybe how, they, how they're going to get there. Today, in particular, we're going to be talking to Paul Barbie. He runs a tech startup in Brisbane. I'll leave most of the explaining to him. Very interesting man. Have a listen. You will enjoy. Paul sitting down with me today. Um, That's good. So, as we all know, you probably have quite an interesting story. And we've heard all snippets about it here and there. Yeah. And would you like to share with us what your story is of how you got to where you are now? And to what you're doing now and the challenges you've had to overcome in the past. I suppose I should tell you a bit about where I am now. Yeah, Yeah. and start with now and work backwards. Um,
1: We've got a startup company called Software House. We've actually just started a program which launches tomorrow called Free the Thinkers. um, And that's based off a software product that we're providing to small business owners. Um, But the way that I came about it, that's probably where the interesting story is. Um, I've worked in my father's business for the last 10 years and um i got there by an interesting story too which um started with me having a an it business in sydney um in the late 90s and it sort of um went along really good until september 11 I sort of i shut it all down and and took a bit of a break actually um ended up moving from sydney to the gold coast to work in my father's business after i shut down my it business and he um put me in the the lovely position of being a laborer and um learned how to, to shovel lots of things and lift heavy heavy things um, but unfortunately for me, I was being um, an IT guy all my life. I didn't have the, I suppose, the, the bulk needed or the body structure needed to keep that up at the time. It actually slipped three discs in my back, which um, in the end knocked me out of work for about eight years. So wow. and I ended up sort of stuck at home, not being able to do much. Um, my wife at the time, she um, took up the gauntlet and, and started you know, providing the income for the family and um, funny enough though it was sort of a bit of a godsend in that my father um, instead of you know, throwing me to the side offered me another job in his business and um, he was a small time contractor at the time actually he was only doing about 200 grand a year sort of building domestic pools on the Gold Coast and he asked me if I could help him build the business up um, so I was sort of a bit reluctant in the beginning because um, we didn't part on good terms when I when I did my back in so now you know everyone gets a sore back and you just work through it and and um, I sort of yeah, took it reluctantly on and I started doing some courses and, um, and I actually brought in the, my skills from IT and I, I hated doing things twice so I was doing his invoicing and working out his payments and things like that and also um, he wanted me to find some other work, some more work coming in just to build it up. Um, within 18 months I turned it into a $2 million a year building business, Wow, um, just really accelerated and I had this mantra that if I had to do it more than twice I was doing it wrong. You know, I, I needed to systemise it, so I took my skills as a programmer and just wrote all these systems to, to manage all the different parts of his building business at the time. And that went really, really well um, for me, having a, a busted back and not being able to get out, so I could work from home, work from the computer and that. Um, and then I, I, I realized that you know if I wasn't going to make changes in my life and, and fix my health up, I wasn't going to sort of get better from this back injury. So I took some steps and um, ended up going to a psychologist, taught me how to handle pain, Which was um, very very powerful for me at the time, and um, he challenged me to go out and and get strong in that. So I ended up joining a gym the day after my final session with the um, with the psychologist. And I was I was pretty overweight, like I was like 140 kilos. hadn't really moved much in the last sort of you know five or six years. I couldn't walk for more than 15 minutes. I was in like just my muscles were just gone. I'd just been too much time on the computer, not looking after my health. So I just, you know, took time to sort of um, look after myself. And within 18 months, I started doing bodybuilding competitions. So I stripped all the fat off, and put some muscle on and, and did these competitions. And there was more, I suppose, to address a couple of fears in my life. One was the fear of um, standing on stage in front of people and just... Um, I suppose also just how I felt about myself, so my um, my self-esteem. So after doing that, my self-esteem, it soared, it just went through the roof and started to feel really good about myself, got out and about. Um, and I had a, a lady, she was sort of like a business coach, and I knew her through the local church and she challenged me and said, look, you did that really good for your father, do you think you could do it for someone like another business? And I thought about it, and um, I came up with this idea of a, um, a dashboard to manage businesses and to do all those processes and set them up so that they got done in the right sort of fashion. And um, over the coming, I suppose, year and a half, I um, stayed in the bodybuilding scene, I did another competition, but I um, also started to develop an app. So I built this app, and um, I realized that I needed um, help in sort of getting it out there in front of businesses, because I needed to have like, feedback from other businesses. So I joined forces with my current business partner and another business partner who does the programming now, and we built this app called Artemis, and it's got this weird name because I used to call it relational task management, he calls it real-time task management, but the whole thing works as a dashboard and helps businesses. So he actually started bringing people in and we're testing it on them, and they're liking it, and it was going really, really good. And um, last year things sort of accelerated. Um, We did a soft launch, I think it was 2016 in October and um, Click Digital in Brisbane, which is one of the big, um, I suppose, uh, what do you call it, trade shows for IT in, in Brisbane here. And it was really well received. So we got a lot of people really interested in it, had all these meetings and things like that. And we developed the product a bit further. And then last year, I I realized that I needed to market this thing and um, push it out there and get things going. And at the same time, my father's business just kept growing and growing and growing. So he's one of the major pool construction companies in southeast Queensland here now and does very well for himself. And he still runs that with a skeleton staff. That's where the systems came in. So he's one of the major builders and he's only got um, one full-time staff member in the office. So the rest is got subcontractors. It's all just managed really nicely and neatly and, and, and works well. But um, I built this system, I, I got this app up and going, and um, so sort of I work in conjunction there, then at night i work on the, on the product, then i go out and network with people and, and sort of promote it, things like that. So I knew I needed to accelerate it and do the social media stuff. So I did a social media course last year with a lady called Francesca Moy, and um, it was through empowering events, and she taught me a lot about doing Facebook marketing and, and getting online and making yourself known. Um, and that accelerated stuff again. And we just started getting customers on board, um, getting a lot of exposure, um, just in the local small business community here. And it really started to take off. So <clears throat> I think the thing that I noticed the most was that from that time I decided to get myself you know, um, better and actually face the fear of, you know, I'm gonna have to like, start doing something for myself and look after my body. But I would actually have to um, face some fears and actually, you
0: know, deal with things. So it's the like the good old saying that great things happen outside of the comfort zone. Outside of your comfort zone, I just have to get past it and I just think, start
1: rolling. Yeah, and I think that's the only place great things actually happen. Yeah.
0: You <laughs> so keep challenging yourself.
1: I think the biggest thing going into marketing courses, I had to stand up and talk in front of people. And I remember the first time I stood up and talked in front of people, my skin was crawling. I was sweating profusely. I probably looked like I was going to faint. And um, I had to give a, a quick, you know, intro of who I was. And I didn't know what to say, you know. I'm a pool builder, you know. I'm a computer programmer. I'm this and the other. And I've got kids and been married and all that. But it was just all over the place. It didn't make much sense. And um, But I realized that if I didn't get up and, um, you know, deal with this this um, this fear I had, I wouldn't be able to do what I need to do and, yeah. and push the business. So, um, so yeah, she, she basically pushed me to, um, you know, get out there and get known. But... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a ride. It's been pretty crazy. And like I said, we've got a big launch tomorrow for the whole program. We call it Free the Thinkers. And it's got an interesting story behind it too.
0: Um, we'll get into that later if we have time, but everything that you've said is, seems like it's all building up to a certain vision that you have. It seems like you're seeing all these steps that you have to, have to go and you've got a goal ahead of you. What do you see for yourself in the next five, ten 10 years? Where, where do you want yourself to be, and where do you want your startup to be, um, and what's, I guess, the driving force behind you wanting to, um, get your product into people, because you, it clearly works with your father's business, yeah. and you seem to believe about, seem to believe in it a whole lot, yeah. and insistence. What, what's your goal in it, and what's your vision, for both it and yourself?
1: I think, just seeing my father get freed up from. Doing all the stuff he used to have to do in his small business, so he could go out and do what he really likes. He's a builder, he likes to use his hands, so he's still he's very hands on. He's in his just turning 70 this year, yeah. so he loves to, you know, go out and move materials around and screed concrete and all this stuff. He doesn't have to, like, there's no need for him to do it. <clears throat> and I, I think, um, when I did bring him back in the office, once I got all this stuff set up, he hated it. So to see him realize that he didn't have to stay there, that he could go out to the actual site, um. That freedom, he was a changed man. Literally, was a changed man. So this is where the free the thinkers came from. Um, You know, he could go out and do what he wanted to do. He could do the thing that drove him to be, um, that make him feel special, was the basic thing, because that's his thing. You know, he's he's one of the best pool builders in South East Queensland, probably in Australia, and he's um, he gets all his work referral wise, (laughs) just
0: because he actually does that really really well. Okay. Um, What do you see for yourself? What kind of person do you think you're going to build into? As you keep going down this path of constantly branding yourself and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, um, looking back, do you see a big change in yourself from what you were five, six years ago?
1: You wouldn't recognise me. Wouldn't recognise you? Wouldn't recognise me at you all. Do you think
0: would recognise you in five, six years from today?
1: I think I'm pretty close to who I need to be, like the person. Um, I'd probably say I don't want to change too much more. Okay. Um, I, I think. The potential for the, for the product and the business, because it's a cloud-based product, obviously you can have it worldwide because yeah. it goes off, of, off, um, off the internet. Um, and I'd love to see that. Um, my, my big goal, like the huge one for me is to see it used by 10% of Australian small businesses just to manage their processes to make sure things get done on time. And it helps them also do, do the expansion side of their business so they can grow and not you know have to hit those limits where they've run out of time to get through all the paperwork administration and, and things like that. And that's basically what happened in my father's business. You know, he could he could grow as big as you know he wanted to spend money. Yeah,
0: just keep more money and grow business. Yeah, and...
1: yeah. So because all the all the admin stuff was looked after, and I've I've got clients now that I've been working with some of them um, almost two years since we did our soft launch and that, and they're at the same same stage. Like they're just able to go out and market their products and just you know keep selling, and to see the look on their face when they're sitting there and we're going through how it's going to help them. And that look of like, oh, I'm exhausted, you know, I've got stuff to go and do. I'm going to work all weekend to get through it all to go, wow, that could really help me. That could actually save, you know, get back a weekend, you know, wow. stop them working long hours. It means they can properly give the work off to someone else and get it done properly without having to worry about whether it's actually done properly. And that was a big one for my father. Like when we had people um, coming on board was to make sure they actually finish things off and to see that look on like someone's face who's absolutely exhausted, you know, they've been pushing the limits for some of them for years and years and, you know, and some of them are teething right on the edge of, of shutting down, you know, just because they've run out of willpower or they're running yeah. out of the money or the family's on them about, you know, you're killing yourself and to give them that option to get out of there, that's the big driver for me and I've seen that look in people's eyes when that change comes about and it feels so good, especially when they call you up later and say, hey, look, you told me about this stuff, we set this up and this is where I am now. And that's happened a lot. And I think that's probably the biggest driver for me. I i like, I had this, this one guy who I, I set up with and he basically was, he didn't know what to do with himself. He was, um, he was struggling to, to make things work in his business. And he called me up um, actually only just last year. And this was at the very beginning when I actually worked out how the program would work. I worked out how to do it. And he, he rang me up and he said, you know, since I've done that, he's, um, he's now been able to buy himself a few houses you know, he's got free time, he can go on holidays, and he just wanted to say thank you. Uh, So, you know, things like that are pretty cool. So that's what- Heartwarming stuff. Yeah. Um, And like even now when we sit in, in, I do workshops and that, and people sit, and I'll show them the basics, and it's real easy to do, like it's not rocket science. Um, It's just people get so caught up in the day-to-day stuff that they forget um, there's just some real simple things they can do to keep their business humming along and not make it too complicated for themselves. And most of them just, they keep switching and changing. Yeah. And um, and just make it harder. Occasionally you find someone who's who's got it all together, but it's not that often.
0: Yeah, no one does. There'll yeah. be something else that they don't know what they're doing. Um So out of all of your experience of being an entrepreneur and being a soft starter, which is a major thing that sounds like you've been doing soft starter going into doing bodybuilding competitions, finding a whole product, what would your key takeaway from your experience be if you were to give someone one piece of advice if they've got an idea of they want to do something? It's a very cliche question, but what would your two cents in someone's life be say do this do that or
1: I think they need to identify two types of fear there's one fear that will save your life and there's another fear that will stop you from getting to your potential and that fear is usually that voice in your head saying oh I'm going to die if I stand up and talk in front of these people I think if you identify those two fears and you realise what the difference is and you can realise that that one that says you know I'm scared to do this is probably a really good guidepost to say that's something you should probably do Okay. So no, when I started out, like even just approaching Hector, who was a, quite a successful businessman at the time, um, I was really, really scared to ask him, like to invest in, in the business and come on board. Um, and he'd run all these big business networking groups through through Brisbane here. He was a very successful property developer and that, and I had him on this, this pedestal, this, um, this amazing man. And I thought I oh, probably won't be interested. I won't ask him. But I thought no, nah, I've got to at least at least put it out there. Yeah. And I put it out this is yeah I'm on board, and he jumped on board. And it was funny when he did that. His other business was very, very quiet, so he had all this free time. So he thought he could jump in with me and help me build it. Funny enough, within months of him getting us started, his other business just took off, and it's, um, it's been was going gangbusters. Software? Yeah, he does. He uses awesome. our software. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that yeah. the reason why his business? I think he's just off. a
1: really good businessman too. Yeah, like you get he,
0: some people like that.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's 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 been a journey. It's been a crazy journey, and I think the one. The one big thing that has really encouraged me is that, you know, there is a, a little voice inside that gives you this good idea and then we, we talk ourselves out of it. Yeah. So that's self-talk. Um, sometimes you don't need to listen to it. You know, there, there are some things that aren't going to kill you if you do them, yeah. you know, ringing up that contact or, you know, going stand in front of those people talking and things like that. Um, you know, taking a little bit of a risk here and there, especially as an entrepreneur, you have to take risks. Um, you can't get away from it because the entrepreneurial journey is about you know, cutting new grounds, you know, opening up new territories and, and just doing things that people haven't done before. And as soon as you go into those places of the unknown, it's scary as hell. It, um, yeah, it, it can drive you to all different, all sorts of bad places, but it can also lead you on to really, really good ones. And that's actually how I got here. Very
0: here? Very nice city view. Yeah. Everyone that can see it through the podcast. Yeah. Um, awesome. What an awesome story, mate. Thank yeah, you for cheers. sharing it.
1: Yeah, thanks, Watson.
0: Cool. Thank you for listening. Hope you got lots of value. Hope you enjoyed it. And once again, any feedback, just put it down in the comments of this if you can work it out. It is somewhat confusing, maybe. Yeah, name suggestions. Let me know what you think I should call it. Cheers, guys.